Welcome to the Coin Black History on the Other Side podcast, hosted by Brittany Wilkins. This podcast is brought to you by Historians Connect. Historians Connect is a nonprofit organization with a mission to bridge the gap between African American history and culture by preserving the legacies of African Americans, debunking myths, defining black excellence while rewriting the narrative of African-American history. If you tuned into the show to learn a new and different perspective on black history, you're in the right place. This is not America's founding father's history of slavery and oppression. We're changing the culture by changing the narrative, educating listeners on various aspects of black history spanning from ancient African history to current day events affecting communities around the world. Empowerment through cultural education. This is The Coin, black history on the other side. Well-behaved women seldom make history. Welcome to Season 2 of The Coin, Black History on the Other Side. I'm your host, Brittany Wilkins, author, Black history educator, and founder of Historians Connect. Women's History Month celebrates the contributions of women all across the world. Through stories of historical events, we learn the trials and tribulations women faced in society, both past and present. How do women make history? Many women have made history by taking a stand, marching, advocating. But there are those women who have chosen to sit for equality. History has told us the story of Rosa Parks refusing to give up her seat, becoming one of the leading icons of the civil rights movement. But did you know, a decade before Rosa Parks, Viola Desmond refused to sit in the colored people section at a cinema. For Women's History Month, we honor the life and legacy of Viola Desmond, the Rosa Parks of Canada. Viola Desmond was born July 6, 1914, in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Growing up, Viola's parents, James and Gwendolyn Davis, instilled in her and her siblings the value of hard work and giving back to the community, as they were active and prominent members of various community organizations. After teaching for a short period of time, Viola made the transition to entrepreneurship. Upon completing her training in education, the V Studio of Beauty Culture Salon was opened in Halifax. Seeing the lack of opportunities in the community, she opened the Desmond School of Beauty Culture, providing training and career growth opportunities for black women. The creation of a line of beauty products expanded her business. Viola 
would begin to travel outside of her hometown, delivering products and conducting business meetings. Driving to a business meeting one day, car issues arose for her, resulting in the businesswoman having to take a detour and stop in a town called Nugasco. Due to part unavailability, the car, the mechanic, was unable to service Viola's vehicle. This required her to stay overnight in town until the car part arrived the next day. Making the most of her unplanned trip, Viola decided to go see a movie at the Roseland Theater. During this time period, the world was still very black and white with segregation. The cinema had a policy it could not sell to blacks to sit on the main floor of the theater. Unaware of this, Viola asked to purchase a ticket for the main floor, but the ticket seller gave her a ticket for balcony seating as the balcony was reserved for non-white customers. Having entering the main floor to see the show, she was approached by one of the workers who informed her her ticket was for upstairs and she needed to move. Wanting to sit on the main floor, she returned to the ticket booth and requested a ticket exchange. She was denied by the ticket seller who had been quoted as saying, I'm sorry, but I'm not permitted to sell downstairs tickets to you people. You people referring to colored people, implying tickets were not being sold to blacks due to the color of their skin. Becoming a rebel and refusing to sit in the balcony, Viola returned to the theater taking a seat on the main floor. But the situation escalated even further when the theater manager, Henry McNeil, confronted Viola, implying the business had the right to refuse admission to any objectionable person. But the Canadian businesswoman felt she was not in the wrong as she tried to pay the difference in the ticket. Matters got worse as she was publicly humiliated and injured as she was dragged out of the movie theater by an officer. A life-changing moment for Viola as she found herself locked in a jail cell. With no social media, there was no viral moment for the world to see how a woman just wanted to enjoy some entertainment was wrongly convicted on a tax evasion based on allegations of refusing to pay amusement tax as it was the difference in tax between upstairs and downstairs ticket prices. It should be no surprise that the legal system failed Viola as she was not informed of her rights and was provided no counsel. And how crazy it was that the movie theater manager was the prosecutor in the trial and was awarded $6 out of the $26 she was fined in court. Interestingly enough, Desmond's husband grew up in New Gasco, but failed to inform his wife of the history within the county in dealing with racism. Not wanting to fight the issue, he recommended that the issue be taken to the Lord with a prayer. Community members felt a different course of action was necessary and that this was needed to be fought. 
With the funds raised from the NAACP, the next step was to fight the conviction. The doctor who examined Viola for her injuries advised her to hire a lawyer. Frederick Bissett, a white lawyer, took on the case, establishing a civil suit in which the manager and the business had acted unlawfully as they removed her from the theater, entitling the plaintiff to compensation for assault and false imprisonment. But the case never made it to trial, and the Supreme Court did not overturn the conviction due to politics of the system and how the appeal should have been first reviewed in the county court. It is believed that the outcome of how things played out led to her relocating to Montreal and later settling in New York City, where she remained until she died at the young age of 50. But it was during a college course on history of race relations on Nova Scotia, taught by Dr. Graham Reynolds, where he shared Viola Desmond's story. One of the students in the class was 73-year-old Viola Desmond's sister, Wanda Robson, who was enrolled in the course at Cape Brenton University. And while the university had the textbook history, Wanda had the oral history of her sister. Dr. Reynolds and Ms. Robson collaborated with the mission to tell her sister's story, but more importantly, to repair her sister's legacy. Justice is a marathon. As decades later, Viola Desmond was granted a free pardon and public apology on April 15, 2010. In addition to the pardon, a post-it stamping bearing Viola's image was granted. And when you look at a $10 Canada banknote, you will see Viola Desmond depicted on Canadian currency, making her the first black person in history. You see, history tells the legacy of those from the past. We will not know who tells our story, but we must leave a story to be told. To all the phenomenal women across the world, I encourage you to stay the path as one day you too will be a part of women's history. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Coin Black History on the Other Side podcast. Learn, explore, and create history with us. Visit us on the web at www.historiansconnect.org. Remember, a people without knowledge of their history is like a tree without roots. Stay connected to your roots.